Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at geico.com. Easy. And before we get started, I got a quick question for you. Did you put Christmas on a credit card? One of the big challenges that American families are dealing with every single year. I read a study a couple of years back that said the average family spends six or seven months trying to pay off the credit card debt they racked up over the Christmas holiday. But what if there was a better way to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments? Here's something to think about. The money you borrow on your credit cards is the most expensive money you've borrowed yet. We're talking interest rates, 19, 21, 28%. You would never consider getting an interest rate like that on your house or car. Why is it okay on your credit cards? It's not. It's silly. You're throwing away your own money. There is a faster, cheaper, better way to get out of debt. It's SaveWithConrad.com. Now, as a reminder, the interest you pay on your mortgage, well, that's tax deductible. But the interest you're paying to Visa or MasterCard or Discover or American Express, dude, you're just throwing all that away. Keep more of your own money and get out of debt right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Yes, you're going to get a better rate. Yes, you're going to get a greater tax deduction. And most importantly, yes, you're going to get a cheaper monthly payment. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And now is the time to do this. We've got better rates than we've ever had before, but I don't know how long this will last. It could all end tomorrow. Don't get stuck making minimum payments. Go ahead and hit the reset button. And oh, by the way, get the best interest rate on a mortgage you've ever had. You see, once you've obligated yourself to your existing mortgage and this credit card debt, it's up to you how you pay it back. It's your debt now, and now it's something you got to deal with. Well, doesn't it make sense to get the best rate and the cheapest monthly payment possible? Doesn't it make sense to pay your house off as fast as possible with the cheapest monthly payments? A lot of our listeners have converted their 30-year loan down to just 15 years. And if you want to get rid of your credit card debt, if you want to pay your house off in half the time, you can do it right now at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And man, if I can't save you some cash, I won't waste your time. First family mortgage is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. It's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's right. You don't have to make your January or your February payment. You're done until March 1st. We're licensed in more than 40 states. What are you waiting for? Go to SaveWithConrad.com right now. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the founder of the Four Horsemen, the enforcer himself, Double A, the Hall of Famer, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Good afternoon. Excited to be here with you, buddy. Two weeks ago, we had a really good uh, Ask Arn Anything. We got way in the weeds talking about Jim Crockett. Uh, we're going to try to bounce around for a few different topics. Of course, last week, we covered TLC 2015. Next week, we're going to cover Starcade 2000. This is the last Starcade. As a reminder, we've got Scott Steiner and Sid Vicious on top. We've got Goldberg working with Lex Luger. We've got uh, DDP and Kevin Nash working with Palumbo and Stasiak. We've got General Hugh G. Rection taking on Shane Douglas. Uh, we've got uh, Mike Awesome and Bam Bam Bigelow, Terry Funk and Crowbar, Lance Storm and Ernest Miller. There's so much silliness, so much talent. 
it's WCW in 2000, but it's not quite the Starcade we grew up on, but it is the last one. And we're going to talk about it next week. And I feel like I can hear you breaking out in hives from here. Just talking about WCW in 2000. That's a shame the way it ended up. I was there 12 years. I saw it go from, you know, just a solid TV program to, to a moneymaker and on fire and dominating the industry. And then fizzling out with a whimper. Well, we're hoping to uh, bring you a bang this week. Let's talk about some of the WCW mini movies. Michael wants to know if Arn was given the choice to guest star. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Oh, that's so great. What a great question, Michael. Oh, you dumped all over that. If Arn was given the choice to guest star in one of WCW's mini movies, spin the wheel, white castle of fear or beach blast 93, where they had a little person put a bomb on a boat. (laughs) What would you have picked? All of these are horrible, Arn, and I just, I, I love the idea of let's throw, hey, can we get Arn Anderson to attack the little person on the beach? You know, the one with the shark fin on his back, who's got a stick of dynamite he's going to put on the boat. Uh, Sting and, and, and Davy Boy will be there distracted playing volleyball with children. Uh, and then Vader will show up in uh, sneakers and rest of his wrestling gear. And of course, Sid will be there in his wrestling gear, but flip-flops. Oh, and who could forget? Colonel Robert Parker, when you're going to get on a boat and take a three hour tour, well, you dress like a plantation owner, regardless this to me would have been the funniest thing we could have had you do in 1993. Uh, If you had to pick, which one would you have preferred to have been in? Whose question is this? Michael. Michael, you were puffing on a long Thick one, right? <laughs> when you picture this, please give yourself that out because this is terrible. So let's just stay in character. What would have most fit me? Well, White Castle of Fear could have been fine. Uh, I-, I liked at the end of Spin the Wheel where Jake and Sting are shooting lasers out of each other's eyes. I guess you could have been in the bar that day with that dude with the eye patch. But the man, just knowing that you love the beach and we've, we've seen those famous photos of you guys on the beach and you're always there and you grew up loving Pensacola and, and that was your favorite territory. And I don't know. I just, the idea of you being in that beach blast one just fucking tickles me. Okay. Not the fact that I'm laid out there oiled up like a, like a big whale and all these people just infringe on my downtime. That's, that's not an issue there. I'm just supposed to sell it, right? <laughs> Number two, the only White Castle of fear there could be would be if it was the White Castle. I pull up to the window and they slide the door open and say, we're out of hamburgers. That's White Castle of fear. Not quite the crystal, but White Castles ain't bad. And then the third option was blow up with me getting blown up on a boat. Yeah, spin right? the spin the wheel was one of them, right? So they have this like old, old bar. And I think Medusa's there and, uh, yeah, Jake's already in there. Sting comes in looking for a fight and the, the crowd randomly in this bar starts chanting, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. The guys look at each other and just shoot fucking lasers at each other out of their eyes. I don't know. It's the silliest, dumbest shit ever. And the idea that you're asked to make sense of it or do it is just hysterical to me. 
I've tried sorting through it because all that in its entirety is not as rotten as the renegade match. Okay. <laughs> <Let's>, so <laughs> yes, Chris McDonald, if you're listening, uh, we need a video where we have the renegades head on like uh, sting's body. And we need Arn on Jake's body and we need those lasers. Let's recreate the spin the wheel video with renegade and Arn. my God, that's hysterical, dude. You're putting my head on whose body Jake's right. Let me give you a full head. Of, well, three quarters of a head of hair. So for once I've got to actually get a, a, a body double that's worse than mine. Well, would you rather be on sting? That might actually be more comical now that I think about it. Yeah. Arn with a flat top that that could be fun. Oh, this is not the way to go about life. This was not a good way to start the show. I agree. We could have, we could have literally picked anything else. You did a good job, young man. You made us all get miserable here. First thing in the morning. I just, I freaking love the idea of you on that beach with that little dude. That's hilarious. How little is this dude? He was, uh, he was swaggles height. You don't remember with the dynamite and the shark fin, or is it a painful memory you've blocked out? There's a lot of stuff that I don't remember just because my, whatever neurotoxins are in my brain, they're protecting me from remembering it. Sure. I get it. I get it. Uh, Mike wants to know, were there any wrestling moves the first time Aaron saw them that made him go, holy shit. Was there a move that really maybe a more spectacular flippity doodah or something like that, that. I'll tell you one that made sense, which, which, uh, you know, again, I'm one of these guys that is not going to say, don't do the flip flop and fly. You got to take it out. Our business is going to collapse. Not that guy. I think there's a blend of a lot of stuff, you know, that we should keep in and some stuff that we need to put some safety measures on. And we got to plug in some storytelling and all that. Da, 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 da. But one time we we're on a Japan show and it was probably the first Japan show that I'd ever been on. And, uh, I immediately gravitated to their style and them, even though a guy's got a submission on him and he's a baby face, he digs to the ropes to save himself from having to tap out as a baby face. And I, the first time I'd seen that. So you being a wrestling enthusiast, you would look at that as a little funky, right? Oh, for sure. Well, but as I watched the matches, the audience popped when the guy had an option, either tap out. He's got a vicious hold on him. He can't wrestle out of it other than lose the match. He saves himself the only way he can with the ropes. It started to make sense to me. And that style started to make a little more sense. This was not the strong style stuff so much, but just the, the storytelling. And then we saw the kid come out who's a tremendous performer. Uh, what is the Japanese boy's name that works for us? That worked with uh, Brian Pillman, had the incredible match. Well, you know, had the mask. The oh, whole. yeah, yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger. Thunder Liger. How, how could I not know that name? Well, in the middle of the show, he was having a hell of a match with uh, somebody, and it, all of a sudden they went up top, and they're standing on the top, and Liger took a superplex. Now, I had never seen a superplex standing on the top. Here in the States, you stood on the second, so there was some safety, and the guy that was getting superplexed was on the top. Both guys were standing up on top, and he took the damnedest bump I'd ever seen. He never moved. 
they shut the show down. They sent EMTs down. They put him, took 15 minutes to get him on a stretcher. They shut the show down and they took him out of there in an ambulance. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It was a big bump, but by today's standards, it wouldn't warrant that. But I saw that and I went, when this guy comes back and hopefully they'll keep him off six months or something, he's going to draw a ton of money just from the way the audience felt for him that night that you could just tell they were, people were crying, men were crying, women were crying. They thought he had killed this guy. It's awesome. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. That's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. We've got a, a couple of belt questions here, and it's kind of fun because uh, if you're watching on adfreeshows.com, our uh, our skin for our video today is uh, themed after the WCW or the NWA television title, the one that Arn made famous. Well, Eldridge wants to know what did Arn think when he saw the WCW TV title dropped in a trash can. Uh, it was just done at a time that people thought they were in charge. They, they could do anything, get away with it. It would be perceived as heat. And, you know, not the fact that it was just low road, cheap heat. That's all it was. Uh, do you have any funny stories about traveling with championship belts? What? No. I mean, what? like, like sometimes we've heard Rick say that. You know, he was, uh, I think he was in Birmingham and he lost the belt. Like he doesn't remember exactly where it was. He thinks he left it in the backseat of somebody's car or something. Ultimately they get the belt back, but for a brief moment, the big gold belt was gone. It was missing. Did you ever lose the belt or check the belt or it fall out in public or any sort of comical outside of the normal, you know, context of a wrestling match or a wrestling arena or a wrestling show where the belt was, uh in a little bit of a situation. Well, I mean, just if you look back on it now with today's standards and post nine 11, let me put it to you this way. You never checked the bag no. that had the belt. You put it in your work bag. You never checked your work bag when you were flying, you carried it on, but obviously you would have to at security. They would have to open your bag and see what this big chunk of metal was. I find it amusing that there was many times that, oh, oh yeah, that's the TV. That's the TV belt. That's Enforcer's belt, TV belt. And they would be, I'd say, well, hey, man, 
wrap it around you. Try it on. You've got the entire security team over there trying on the belt, getting pictures taken. Bin Laden could have walked through security behind us, and they would have never had a clue. They just completely abandoned their posts. I'm looking behind me. People are walking through security. Nobody's checking nobody for nothing. And it was the biggest uproar about that television title you've ever seen. Uh, that could be construed as funny if you sat there and watched it from afar. Uh, Mayhem wants to know, there are rumors of a WWE do not touch list. Uh, I guess this is supposedly uh, something they put in place after Lawler had his incident on air where he had a heart attack. Uh, does such a list exist and who might be on it? If it does, it did. And believe it or not, you know, one of the names on that list, JBL really. Yeah. I think he came back from an injury at some point and was doing commentary, you know, and they, he was on that list. The announcers were on that list. Uh, it was a very real list. Yes, it was. I can't remember who all was on it, but let's, uh, let's do another one here. Uh, Rajiv wants to know during this time of quarantining and such, Aaron, have you developed any new hobbies? I personally rediscovered how much I enjoyed to read. Uh, and that's, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are, are figuring out things to do, you know, Netflix. I would love to have gotten in on the ground floor on their stock. <laughs> yeah, how, sure. how cool would that have been? Yeah. A uh, lot of series on TVs, you know, like Ozark, which is our favorite, uh, incredible stuff. They, a lot of good stuff on, uh, Netflix, but I guess the thing that is the blessing that has came through this for our family. And it's only based on the fact that uh, I was gone so much of their lives for everything from senior night at football to, you know, to amateur wrestling matches, to their birthdays, to our anniversaries, to all kinds of things that you want to attend. You know, your kid gets his ass in a sling at school. I should be at that parent teacher meeting. You know, it's just football practice, all kinds of things that you would have want to have seen. I had to miss. So, you know, the one thing we've done on a 100% scale, every night we sit down and we have dinner together and we have a little bit of time to just talk as a family. And that may not seem like a big deal to a lot of people. To me, it's a big deal. And uh, going to the grocery store daily, which you would never do before, and what are y'all in the mood for today and either grilling out or cooking or somebody volunteering to cook that night and, and getting to spend just that, that time in the kitchen and around in the den and watching football together. It's uh, it's been a real blessing. So uh, there a little bit of good has came out of all this bad for us anyway. Interesting question here from Charlie. I'm going to tweak it a little bit though. He wants to ask about a four-way elimination match. Of course, this is hypothetical. Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics, and the Fabulous Ones. Who walks out the winner? Midnight Express, Fabs, Rock and Roll Express. And Fantastics. Tommy Rogers, Mid Bobby Fulton. Midnight Express. Yeah, I think so too. Cornette would have figured a way to screw him out of it. 
Uh, Rajiv wants to know, did you ever debate shaving your head? I started losing my hair at a young age and thought it looked better for myself. So I've been bald for years. Uh, did you ever think about doing the old buzz? Uh, I did, but you know, I probably don't have the right shaped head for it. And there's so many holes and knots that are on my head that with a little bit of fuzz I've got on top of it, you don't see, you would certainly see if I, uh, you know, shave my head. It's it's like Austin has that perfect egg head to be bald. He he does bald excellent. I don't think I would do bald very good. Hey man, what are you doing? What's taking so long? Seriously, just ask Philip up in Minnesota. We hooked him up at SaveWithConrad.com. He gave us a five star review, and he had this to say. Jimmy and Jen provided outstanding customer service. Admittedly, I was skeptical, but I was amazed. Highly recommended. And how about this? Check this one out from Kenneth. He's over in Louisiana. He gave us a five-star review and says the entire process was simple and your team took care of everything. We'll definitely recommend to anyone. Let's keep the hits going. What about Christopher up in Ohio? He says, after dealing with Stu, Clint, and everyone at First Family Mortgage, I couldn't help but ask myself, Why did I wait so long? The process to refinance my house cut five years worth of payments and interest off of my existing mortgage, and it was stress-free. There was no pressure from Stu and the team, but they were available if I had any questions or concerns. I can't recommend First Family Mortgage enough. These are listeners just like you all over the country who've heard me bragging about how we can help your family save some cash, and they rolled the dice, and it paid off. We can help you save some cash too. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket, but with rates as low as they are right now, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much. If you're in a 30 year loan, I can save you tens of thousands of dollars. If you've got credit card debt, I can save you hundreds of dollars a month. And how about this? You can even skip your next two house payments. How much money can you save? Find out right now for free at savewithconrad.com. That's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And you heard the part about skipping two payments, right? We're talking no payments in January or in February. You're done until March 1st. Come March 1st, you're going to have a better mortgage. Check it out right now at savewithconrad.com. Fun question here from Charlie. He wants to know, can you tell us about your match with Tom McGee? Of course, this became uh, something that everybody was talking about last year when the lost tape between the famous match between Tom McGee and Bret Hart was finally discovered seemingly after been lost for years and years, uh, it aired on the network and got everybody buzzing. Uh, it was written about at the time that this guy was going to be the next big star. He uh, looked like the ultimate warrior, but wrestled like Ricky steamboat. Well, that's what people thought. And then they saw him with some other opponents and well, wasn't quite the same. I think DiBiase had a crack at him. You had a crack at him. Bret Hart had a crack at him. And those were his three good matches. But with anybody else, it was, uh, well, less than awesome. What do you remember about your Tom McGee match? How was the Bret Hart match? Did you watch it? It was good. It was a good match or just good for the circumstances? No, it was a good match. Well, then Brad is, needs to take a bow because I didn't have a good match with him. And I don't think Teddy did. I think it was passable. But when you're working with three, three heels with that much experience, you think they would have all been good, right? Yeah. I don't think they were good. 
Uh, I think Tom was a guy, you know, this was a time where Vince salivated over guys that looked like that. I mean, you know, he's a body guy, obviously. And uh, Tom, handsome guy, credible body, very athletic. I think his background was like, what, gymnastics or something? Yeah, he had a, a crazy background where he did have uh, some gymnastics, I believe, but he also had lots of other uh, competitive things that he had done, but the biggest of which that got Vince's attention was competitive bodybuilding. Uh, so he's doing strongman type competitions, but he looks like a competitive bodybuilder. And I think that was obviously the attraction. I think the downside, and I put a lot, a lot of thought to it. You know, I remember having the dark match with him, you know, before the show started, you at least have a fresh crowd. But they were smart enough to know you're out here with this guy that they have no clue who he is. You have the, all this history, and you're just bumping around for a guy, and you just put him over with his finish. They saw through it pretty quick, you know, and word spread. Um, I just don't think Tom's timing was right because got to remember during that particular time that era a lot of guys were very good workers and when you were not very good you really stood out because there were a lot of great workers matter of fact that was a prerequisite of being able to get a job during that time um, and I just think he was so so and and I can imagine him being out there with a less uh, uh, seasoned heel and really stinking to join out. So I don't know what the, when he left or why he left or anything like that. Well, it's just fun to go back and, and talk about sort of the, the, what ifs. I think uh, a lot of our listeners, we get the questions a lot of times, Hey, why didn't this guy work out? Hey, why didn't that guy work out? And, and that became almost a legend because nobody ever saw the actual badge. Um, let's talk about, uh, Tyler. He says, if you hadn't been forced to retire, how much longer do you think you would have continued your in-ring career? And I know, Arn, that the easy answer is to say, well, as long as I could, because I loved my job. I mean, I get that. But realistically, when you look around at your peers and you just know, you know, what your personal goals were, could you imagine an alternate reality where you kept wrestling and had a, tradi a more traditional, uh, hey, everybody, this is my last match type of deal? When do you think that would have been? Hmm. I don't know. I was damaged goods for a long time. Uh, just having the gravel in my neck and, and you know, the, the, the pain before the last injury ever happened. Uh, I probably had a couple of years of just, and you learn to live with it, believe it or not. But every time you turn your neck, you hear, and you don't have that flexibility that takes forever. You spend most of your off time in chiropractor chairs and massage chairs and just to get you in shape enough to go out and have matches. I was probably nearing the end when it just came to an abrupt halt. I had to have that surgery. But had had it not gotten any worse, I could have probably gotten through three, four more years, I would think. I, think I wouldn't say any, any much further than that. What do you think? I think you would have made it a lot longer. I mean, you look at how, how much longer guys are, are wrestling these days. And I know we're not necessarily comparing, but I mean, Jericho's 50 and you retired when you were what? 
37, 38. Yeah. So you're talking about being done at 41. I think he could have gotten, I mean, gosh, I'm not saying he would have been flair and, you know, wrestled to your 57 or whatever he was, but I just think it could, it could have been longer for sure. Well, you know, who knows? I guess it was, uh, what's meant to be is meant to be, uh, I went through so many phases with so many companies. You got to remember, I, I mean, you know, even just 14 months with Pensacola, Heels usually had five or six months in a territory back then. So I was fortunate to be there twice as long, almost three times as long as you should have been. I was with uh, WCW 12 years, mm. 12 years, and then 18 in the capacity with uh, WWE last So, you know, I was with companies long periods of time, you know, sometimes I I, I see talent, you know, in today's world and talent that has came through like back in, you know, John and Batista and Randy and their heyday and all that stuff and the different talent. And you see a few guys where, where you go, man, I wish I was healthy. I know I could, I could have a hell of a match with that guy, you know, and it's a fleeting thought but that would be putting yourself in a time machine and skipping 15 years ahead. You know, you certainly wouldn't have been able, I certainly wouldn't have been able to do it that long. It just would have been pretty interesting to think about if we could fantasy book for a minute. What if when the invasion happens on WWE TV in 2001, uh, you and flair come over and you're representing WCW together and, uh, Malenko and Benoit sort of defect from the WWE and, and come rejoin you guys. And now you've got a 2001, one last hurrah horseman run in the WWE in 2001. That could have been pretty fun. What if one of them would have been Tully? Oh, it would have been the best. Dude, if you could have had Barry and Tully, that would have been the best, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're for a dream booking, even after all those years, if he walked, you know, walked back in the door and shake. It would have been bananas. Oh, yeah. It have been way cool. It really would. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year, Manscaped. The best in men's below and above the belt grooming, Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty you're nice. Tis the season to perform. And let me tell you, nobody's going to want to perform anything with you. If you got those old man, nose hairs, those old man, ear hairs, and I got to tell you, this ear hair thing has really been something that I've noticed for the first time in my life. in the more recent years, I don't know how it happens, but dude, manscaped has changed my life. Actually, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this, but I keep it by my recliner. And I just throw that thing in there and knock it out. It's awesome. Uh, now I also want to mention the nose hair deal. I know some of you personally, I'm getting you one of these for Christmas, trying to have a conversation with you and I can't take your ass serious because every time you talk, it's like Willow, the wisp, just waving at me, stupid and gross, but you're in luck because the manscape perfect package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. And it makes the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scents a person could find inside included in this new package is the weed whacker. It's the ear and nose hair trimmer. I was telling you about it's waterproof. It's got a 9,000 RPM motor power, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. That's going to prove your nose hair ain't shit. 
And look, guys, 79% of partners hold admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Duh. Nobody wants you on top of them wearing it out. You got that fucking nose hair moving back and forth. Why not use the best tools out there for the job? This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, for your butthole, for your body. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women are going to love you for it. I don't know why they want to do the things they want to do, but I know when it's been manscaped, they like doing it a little more. Tis the season to manscape. So go get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, even your coworkers. Might want to think about that one. The best gift of all, the manscaped performance package. Let's not forget their famous liquidation formidations. That's right. Liquidation. I made that shit up. Just like they made up the crop preserver ball deodorant. Ball deodorant. We've all known a time or two where we probably could use some of that. How about the crop reviver? This is a game changer for Eric Bischoff. You can just tell by looking at him. He's got old man saggy balls, uh, but he's doing better than ever. Thanks to the crop reviver. It's going to maximize his hygiene and his ball routine. Also get that performance package now to receive two free gifts. We're talking manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Their performance package really is the best value that manscape has to offer. And baby it's hot off the shelves right now. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code ARN. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. What? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code ARN. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. You'd be glad you did. That's manscaped.com and the promo code is ARN. Whether you own or rent, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Anthony wants to know, forgive me if this has been asked and answered during the sign era, did a sign ever catch Arn's eye during an event and make him laugh? I couldn't see that far. I forgot about that. You wear glasses. So yeah, you, you know, there's a sign, but who knows what it says, right? I spent, yeah, I spent most of my career wrestling on body heat. Just grab the warmest thing in the ring. So I couldn't see worth flip. Okay. Imagine how good I'd have been if I could. It's a wonder you and Stan Hansen didn't have a, a, a tag team or at least a sponsorship from lens crafters. I could see good enough to know that if Stan was running across the ring in my direction, I'm out of there. Uh, the Rosen coaster says the phrase killing the town has been used amongst vets over the years, particularly the Greenville, South Carolina show war games, 97. In your opinion, is there a town that you feel once again could become a prominent wrestling town in today's landscape? Of course, I think he means pre COVID, but, uh, is there a, a once former hot wrestling town that you think could come back? Yeah. Greensboro. Hmm. So much history, you know, so much respect was given to Greensboro. There's so many good fans, sons and grandsons that are there now. I think if you if you pushed Starcade in Greensboro, you had the right matches, the right uh, young talent, a few legends scattered around that they remember and would, would like to see. You could you could rebuild it for a big show as soon as everything opened up. Uh, Troy says, I don't think it's been answered before, but what are Arn's thoughts on the old United States tag belts? I love them as a kid. But did he think that you really needed two sets of tag belts in that era? No, no, 
especially because it was like uh, Midnight Express had those belts for a long time. And, uh, you know, Tully and I had the world tag titles, you know, and there was different times, different uh, tag teams had, you know, different belts. But when you have more than one of something, I think it's, I think you could have had the world title, the U.S. title, the television title, and one set of tag belts would have been plenty. Big Jake Black wants to know, does Arn prefer pecan pie or sweet potato pie? Pecan pie. I could have guessed that. Uh, John wants to know, I know the holiday is upon us. What is Christmas dinner and dessert like at the Anderson household? Heaven. I died and have went to carbohydrate heaven. Here's what we had this Thanksgiving. We had a honey baked ham. We had a turkey. Deviled eggs are huge yep. with me. Yep. Uh, green bean casserole. Ugh. Dressing. Mm-hmm. Gravy. Potato salad. Wow. Sausage stuffed mushrooms. Uh, and let me see. Is there, oh, always have macaroni and cheese. It never makes the cut on my plate, as you could imagine. So, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine. It overpowers the, the pasta. Some dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> The sandwich meat or the hamburger is what it overpowers. I know, but it's just funny that. Da- uh, damn it, man. Uh, uh, but here's the key. Okay. They make, Aaron makes just enough size uh, of these dishes that you have your original meal and you get one more go at it the next day and then it's gone. It's not like there's buckets of this stuff. Keeps you coming back for more. Keeps you wanting more. Yeah. For the next Thanksgiving, you don't burn out on anything. It's awesome. Immediately to be followed. If you're following doctor's directions, eat this meal and immediately lay down. Uh, Paul wants to know, has an enhancement talent ever challenged a superstar in the locker room? After a match, if he felt like he was being taken advantage of in the ring, that's an interesting question, Arn, because boy, Kevin Sullivan, the Steiner brothers, there's been a lot of guys who it looked like Vader. They were just brutal to some enhancement guys. Uh, did anybody ever get pretty hot and bothered about it backstage and try to make an, uh, an issue of it physically? Well, I'm sure they all got hot and bothered. Um, but there was that thing that between the ring and the locker room that usually put out most fires. God, I want to do this. I don't want to get fired. Probably went through their minds, but Hey, there's some tough guys that come down to this do TV and really tough guys that you never knew were that tough. You know, I never saw a backstage deal because I, I truly believe they figured in their mind that that was just part of the job. And by the time you got back there and you realized you weren't hurt that bad, uh, you cooled off and just, you know, went on about your business cause you wanted to come back 
the next time. David McManus says, I just watched Starcade 85 again. What's Arn's take on Ron Garvin as Miss Atlanta Lively? Scary chick. He's not an attractive broad, which I've told him many times. Uh, it was entertaining and innovative. I just don't know if you go back and you dissect stuff throughout time, if it was fitting to do surrounding the world championship. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, ha ha is tremendous. And when it's good, ha ha, like that was, it's got a great place on the show. I just don't know if you're wanting to take a, a baby face serious, that that's the spot to put him in. I, I don't know. I mean, that that's going to be for the fans to decide, you know, if they remember it and it was memorable and they enjoyed it, then it was a huge success. If they thought it might've been ill-placed, it could have went farther down the card with a other heel and, and maybe not as done as much damage to the, to the champion. Who knows? It's up to them. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save Geico.com easy. What if, what if they come to you and they say, okay, Aaron, we got this great idea. We need you to put this wig and dress on. Oh, and throw this lipstick on and these high heels. We're going to call you miss Charlotte lively and do what? Well, wrestle a match with Jimmy Valiant. So Jimmy, we got this fat broad in the other locker room who, who you're going to work with tonight. Uh, I don't know. You might not want to do the piss spot. That be, could be something to do with gender infringement. <laughs> the idea of you in a fucking wig. Hell no. Tickles I me. did. I did some some degrading shit, but it was all done under the specter of wrestling and leading to a wrestling match. Me in a wig is not the answer. Oh man. Let's do uh let's do another one here about Mongo. Kevin wants to know was working with Steve McMichael as bad as some have said. I do think the guy was a badass, but Lord, he couldn't wrestle. Nope. What what's this gentleman's name? Uh, this is, uh, Kevin Meehan. Oh, Hey Kevin. I would just suggest this Mongo never had a one lesson with any trainer ever. He walked straight into our business, uh, from football to where he was something special. He was an all pro. He was on that 85 team that won the Super Bowl that might have been the best team of all time. It's arguable. Who knows? And buddy, he was an assassin. He brought the same qualities as a man to our business. The only thing was now he's trying to keep from killing everybody. So he's got to tone it down and he's got to try to learn how to work with guys and not kill everybody, uh, but with no formal training. So yeah. Was it going to be rotten? Probably anybody would have, I'm sure we were all rotten when we first started, but he did improve a little bit as we got along 
And the main thing was he was such a strong character. You know, he had a great look. And I just knew the man beneath the, the persona. And he was not only all man, he was a good friend and a good guy to just sit around and talk to. Uh, he had a lot of great qualities. I still bump into him occasionally. He's never going to be in that top five workers of all time, but that wasn't his intention. Um, and uh, I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. We got another one here about Terry Funk. Zabisco's Island wants to know has Arn ever had a singles match with Terry Funk? Those are my two favorite professional wrestlers, and I can't find a record of any singles match anywhere. Uh, no, we had a tag for ECW. Uh, it was Bobby Eaton, myself, Terry Funk, and uh, Sabu. Sabu and, Ter- and uh, Bobby were partners. Terry and I were partners. I've never wrestled Terry. Would have been very honored to. I would have really loved to have gotten a con- uh, time capsule and went back and wrestled him about 1979 or somewhere in there. Oh, for sure. You know, when he was young and, and healthy, and I would have been young and healthy and would have been awesome. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. That's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over paid for by NHTSA. Uh, Sean wants to know, in your opinion, who was the best intercontinental champion while you were working for the WWE? Mm. Kurt Hanning. Hard to argue with that one. Cause he's probably the, he's in the top five workers of all time. Incredible, unique, durable, entertaining. Believable, all that. Daniel Partridge says, as someone who is starting to lift weights for the first time, any advice for a complete novice? Get a trainer at the gym to help you, set you up a routine, get you comfortable with it, spot you, um, and just get the knowledge that you need to start from the ground up. A lot of it's, if you're dealing with free weights or dumbbells, a lot of it's balance. And don't, don't worry about the weight or the amount of weight you're using. Don't think that everybody's looking at you and going, God, that's all the weight he's using. We all started somewhere. Right. And at ground zero and just, you're going to escalate at your own pace. Just remember, you're not working out for anybody in that gym. You're working out for yourself. 
So keep that presence of mind and do what you can do without being hurt or getting hurt, pulling a muscle or, or, or anything like that, because it will deter you from coming back. Take it easy at first. Settle in for a month with just light weights or whether it's machines or whatever it may be. Just do less than you're actually capable of doing till you get used to balancing the bars and all that. Next one is a, a fun one. The man of the nineties wants to know if Arn could give a shoot spine buster to anyone in wrestling history. Why would it be disco inferno? Oh, it wouldn't. Um, Glenn's harmless. I think, uh, he's just one of those guys that just, he has a, a thought in his head and he's going to go ahead and complete that thought. No matter if you're in the middle of a sentence or you're talking to one guy or two guys, or you're not paying attention, or you're really in a deep conversation with somebody and he's going to put his head in and say what he wants to say at that time. No big deal. Uh, feel bad about what went down behind us, you know, or between us years and years and years ago on a fateful flight. Uh, as you get older, you, you start to regret a lot of the things that, uh, that could have been different very easily and, and changed very easily, uh, throughout your past. So no spine buster for, uh, disco, but on a downside, he's a good enough worker. He'd probably take a hell of a bump for me. Uh, Nick Martin says, I've noticed the person delivering the DDT often slaps the opponent's back. Is there a reason for this beyond just telling them now's the time to go? Uh, noise is always good. And, uh, I don't know. I just, that's the way I did it. It felt like I, that smack in the back was helping drive him down in my mind. That was the illusion I was painting anyway. Matt wants to know what was Rocky King? Like some of the very first matches I ever saw were him losing to you and Tully. He seemed to be on TV every week and I always found myself rooting for him, but I rarely hear him talked about beyond a passing mention. Any Rocky King stories you can share? Well, now Rocky was one of those guys going back to enhancement talent that was, was pretty put together and strong and very green. Uh, and I've been in the ring with him a few times where he would just try to fight back and, you know, he would leg dive you and he had you pretty good. You had to stay on your toes in the ring with Rocky. Uh, not that he was trying to double cross anybody or anything. He's just a big, strong kid that was excited. Here's my best Rocky King story. We may have told this on this podcast. Coming back from Fayetteville one night, I think it's Tully and I, there's a cutoff there at Highway 401 to where you could cut about 25 miles or 20 or 25 miles off of your trip. If you take this one dark two lane road called old wire road. So it's a shortcut. Not a lot of people know about it. It's really back roads could be dangerous. If you're not a pretty good driver, actually, because it's so dark back there. There's no lighting at all. Uh, so we're going down and we look ahead and there's this car up in front of us and they got the dome light on. So 
I go up beside them and I'm starting to pull around them to pass. And I look over and Rocky is driving. Jimmy Valiant is sitting in the co-pilot seat. The dome light is on. And I look and Rocky has a handful of cards. Jimmy has a handful of cards. They're playing cards going down the road. And all of a sudden, I just drop back. And me and Tully are talking about this. I drop back behind him, and we're talking about this. Are we really seeing what we're seeing? Because there's nobody else in the car. We get up beside him again. Now, somebody must have decided we might be the cops or something, or it's dangerous. Now, Jimmy is holding both hands of cards. He's holding Rocky's cards. And they're continuing to play all the way to Charlotte with Jimmy holding both hands of cards and discarding for Rocky. I think the fix might have been in. You think? I think. And I was rolling. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Uh, John Etherton says you'll never hear this anywhere else, but Tony Gurria was my favorite wrestler growing up. Like you, he was known as a tag team specialist, a guy that could form a quality tag team with any number of different wrestlers. In your prime, could you have Tony have made a good, could you and Tony have made a good tag team? No, Tony was a baby face. And I think he enjoyed being a baby face. We would have been oil and water in a bad way, I think. You know, but I watched Tony some of his matches from you know, from the earliest of times. He was he was pretty good, pretty good hand. Him and Rick Martell made a good team. Travis wants to know, did you ever feel like at times you were Ric Flair's babysitter and how exhausting could that job really be? <laughs> Pass. Uh, ben wants, well, I mean, listen, I knew where the answer was going to be, but I knew that the audience would get a chuckle out of seeing you visually react to that over at adfreeshows.com where by the way, you can get these shows early and ad free. And of course you can see Arn's face when I ask him some of this silly stuff. Well, and, and let me be, let me just be honest about it. Yes. There were many times that I was babysitting, but it's also, there's a lot of people out there that would said, you know, that's kind of a privilege getting to party with Ric Flair and travel with him and all that other stuff. Probably didn't suck that bad. And it didn't. No, listen, I, I had my hand full of babysitting experiences, but if I'm honest, uh, he probably had to babysit both of us a time or two as well. I doubt that. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. I don't that's know about that. That's probably bullshit. I heard once upon a time you were like weekend at Bernie's, um, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but I died. No, you, you, but it looked like you did. They just propped you up, poured you off in a hotel room and you woke up the next day and called the general. I don't know where yes. I'm at. Come get me. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably <laughs> as close to death as you can get and I've survived it. That told me that day I was pretty tough son of a bitch. Yeah. When you just wake up in a strange hotel and you're not sure where you are, how you got there, 
but you still make the town on time and you still have a good match. That's uh that's being a horseman. It's not something you put on in the morning and take off at night. Right. Right. And right in the middle of it, let's not make light of the fact that I called and <laughs> I called the works corporation and had them break up a board meeting. So somebody could tell me where I was. Yeah. Works corporation, you know, those a, guys that own the United center kind of a big deal, basketball team, all that. Yeah. And the hockey team on and on Yeah, all that. Uh, ben wants to know what was it like to film the old flair for the gold segments on WCW TV in the early nineties. It always looked like you and Rick were having a great time. We did, but it's a pain in the ass. Cause what nobody knew was in those days we would tape like three, sometimes four, four weeks of television in one day. So I was having to wrestle change into my, uh, flair for the gold change back into my wrestling year back into a flare for the gold. Sometimes I would have five costume changes in a TV. That was a pain in the ass, even though I enjoyed doing the show because they gave us pretty much leeway to, you know, to do whatever we wanted. It was fun. Uh, Ryan wants to know why was it aren't in ready to rumble? Good question. Well, it was, I was not in favor with the, with the folks making that decision. Um, this is a, this is an interesting question that we haven't talked about before. Brian wants to know what is your favorite botch or bad match? That is a guilty pleasure. You know, we talk about when guys had great matches and great things that happened, but was there one that just really tickles you? And, uh, it's always good for a laugh. Just maybe, maybe what happens is funny, or you just know the players and that makes it funny. Hmm. I will give, uh, the city of Philly, a plug here. It's funny. If you're a, if you're an avid wrestling fan, you remember, uh, PN news. Oh, of course. Who I called CN news, Yep. which kind of pissed him off. Cause he thought I really didn't know his name. Uh, worked with him in Philly. You know, it's that yo, baby, yo, baby, yo shit. Of course. Which might've resonated in some places that towns that didn't have a whole lot of entertainment. Maybe that got over there. Didn't get over in Philly. And I found out in the worst, worst setting possible. So we have a single match there and, uh, come to the ring and all that stuff, get the bell rung. And so I'm bouncing around for this guy to a symphony of silence. They are not budging and he's bouncing me all over the place. So I cut him off and the place went. So I put the boots to him for just a couple minutes. He starts making a comeback, comeback and they just go completely silent. I put him over right in the middle with his finish silence. He gets up, gets his hand raised, leaves the ring. I give him time to get out of there. I set up, stand up and just look at the crowd and just go. And the place exploded. (laughs) It is the most surreal thing you have ever seen. And it was Philly's way of telling me, Hey, I get it. 
you had to put the tub of shit over. That's it. The senior wants to know any good memories of Greensboro ring announcer trucking Tom Miller that stand out. Yeah. All of them. He made it seem big. Did he not? He did. He made it special. He made it, you know, he was the Greensboro announcer, which gave him that stroke. Hell, he was over with all the guys. I knew he was over with the audience and he just had a lot of, you know, fire and intensity and, Felt like it was something big you were fixing to see. And it was. David Hogan says, when you and Tully dropped the belts to demolition, they quickly dropped the belts back to colossal connection. And then demolition would get the belts back right back at WrestleMania six. Had things worked out better. Was the plan for you guys to work at WrestleMania? Do you think you would have worked demolition and, um, and, and, and had that be a featured attraction at WrestleMania six? Well, I sure hope so. And, uh, you know, I don't think they would have took the titles off of us. We're on a roll up there. You know, that's one thing they did use us good. You know, we, we, uh, worked with all their tag teams and had plenty of time for the matches and, uh, it was, it was good. I mean, they used us well. They just didn't pay us properly. There's that same thing again. Uh, so I don't know what the plans would have been, but I know they were happy with our work. That's for sure. And all the teams up there, you know, wanted to work with us. So, uh, and they did have a history of, of teams holding on to titles for quite a while. Demolition had them for, I think almost a year straight. Yep. So there you go. And I'd love to work with those guys as much as possible. The man of the nineties has a great question here. He says in general, what did the locker room and bookers think of the known wrestlers or talents that were chummy with Dave Meltzer during the Crockett era? Do you have any stories of you or any of your cohorts confronting the locker room leaders or leakers rather during that era? If anybody had that information, I didn't know anything about it because it wasn't something you talked about. I got a feeling you would got fired if it was proven that you were leaking, uh, information because in those days, it wasn't that the perception was that Dave was, was assisting and promoting our product and, and get helping get it out there and helping it become acceptable and all those things. It was that he was making a living off of our business. Right. That was, that was a perception and that he didn't have a right to do that because he had never been in the business. And, uh, that was pretty much across the board perception of that, that he was, you know, he was infringing. He was taking liberties and earning a nice chunk of change, you know, just by reporting and having an opinion on the business. So, I mean, time has told the story that he's probably smarter than all of us because still in business and still thriving and, you know, probably has a valued opinion, you know, around the, around the world, as far as wrestling goes. Mark wants to know if Magnum TA had not had his accident. Does Arn think he would have ever gone to work with Vince? How would he have done there? Sure. He'd have been a big star. Really would. He had everything. Uh, intensity, fire, promos, looked great. You know, his work was coming along. You know, the more, if he had had another year of working Crockett under his belt, he would have fixed the few glitches that he had in his work. He was a little snug. Tell you that, but that's okay. In those days, you didn't mind. He for sure would have been a big star. 
This episode is brought to you by blue chew. We're proud to have them as a sponsor. And we're proud to tell you how you can get a performance enhancement for the bedroom. You know, back in the days, they used to advertise horseman vitamins on Jim Crockett's TV. This is the real deal right here. My friend, if you're really looking to level up your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, listen up. It's bluechew.com. That's blue. Like the color blue blue chew is bringing you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients that you'd find in Viagra or Cialis. You can take these dudes anytime day or night, even on a full stomach. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. We're talking real spine busters. Y'all. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, blue chew is the fast and easy way to level up your performance. As a reminder, blue chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. And since blue chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, no awkwardness. And you don't have to leave the house. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code ARN, A-R-N, you'll just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E C H E W.com. And the promo code is ARN to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use the promo code ARN at bluechew.com. Craig Roy wants to know Was Cena's weekly U.S. title open challenge ARN's idea? feel like a lot of fans thought those were some of Cena's best matches. And why was the open challenge dropped when Cena lost the strap? You may not know the second part, but was the open challenge something you came up with? No, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it was one of those things that, Hey, he's a fighting champion and as corny as that may seem, people like that. I'll take on all comers. I don't care. You know, whoever step up. And, uh, that resonated with the audience. I thought it worked out really well. Great question here from Brett. When you did the table for three for the WWE network with Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard, how much of that conversation had to be edited? Probably most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, uh, yeah. Cut. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. Flair's lived a different life than, uh, than you and Tully. So I'm sure he'd get going in one direction and it's like, hang on now. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and you know, he meant well and, and just stuff like Rick would say, Oh, and, and another thing, how does so-and-so get in the hall of fame before Arn Anderson? What a bunch of shit that is. And he might not have even meant to be shitting on the talent and meant it to be favorable towards me, but you, you, you can't say that, right. You know, and that's not what this is about. Let's, let's go back and talk about the good times and, and, you know, all that stuff, you know, it's just, it was, there was so much stuff that had to be cut out. I'm sure that producer was so glad he must've had several cocktails when that one was over. Uh, in which of your matches did you lose the most blood? That's something we never talked about. Do you remember one? Oh, I never hit the vein, the main one. Thank God. Cause if you ever witnessed that and I wish, you know, you can see, you can see all the scars and stuff pretty close, 
But if you hit the one in the middle, brother, it's a horrifying feeling because it just squirts. It's like stepping on a water fountain. If you've ever seen that, it'll scare the shit out of you. Uh, a lot of those uh, bunkhouse matches, you know, we bled a lot. Uh, a lot of the um, war games as well. Keith wants to know when you were watching wrestling from uh, WDEF in Chattanooga, who was your favorite? Bullet Bob? Wrestling in Chattanooga. I guess he thinks you would have gotten that TV, WDEF. Does that not ring a bell? Um, we got a Chattanooga TV. I think it was Nick Goulas. Channel 12, I think. What's that? Uh, Ed, is that? But well, if Bob Armstrong would have been on it, he would have been one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to picture that exact show. We got, uh, yeah, in Rome, it was like Channel 3, and I want to say it was, was it Ed Caprol maybe? Does that ring a bell was the host? I don't know. I never saw that. God, I can't place it, but Bob Armstrong is one of my favorite wrestler slash human being slash mentor slash friend of all the guys I've ever met in the business. Uh, interesting question here from Shane Hill, more of a philosophical question overall, who does Arn think makes a better champion, a heel or a baby face? I think a heel with a lot of, of devilish qualities that just makes you want to see him get his ass kicked and it doesn't matter who does it. Once, once a guy gets reaches that acclaim and that reputation, that's when you really draw money because they will pay to see anybody shut this guy up. And it also gives the baby face a mountain to climb something to achieve. If he's already the champion, you know, I'm already satisfied. He has to go after a title that means something to him. Tell me why it means something to him and have to earn his way there. Uh, Lisa wants to know, why did you call Lex Luger Wilbur? Cause he had three sets of chompers. Should have been an easy one. Wilbur. <laughs> JT wants to know what's <laughs> Stephanie McMahon like backstage. Do you think she or Shane is more knowledgeable about the business? Oh, I don't know. Steph's pretty sharp. She's also top heel boy. Send her through the curtain with a microphone and she Those knows are coming. To, she knows how to get heat. Yes, she does. Right? Yes, she does. Yeah, she's very talented. She's a very talented heel. And I think Shane is a big fan of the business. And, you know, I'm sure he's very knowledgeable as well. But what he wants to be more than anything in the world is not an owner, you know, not an agent, not a producer. He wants to be a wrestler. And that's what he loves. And, man, he is a kamikaze out there, obviously. Uh, no regard for his health and well-being if he sees something that, that he wants to do. So I think they're probably really gun ho for different reasons. Chris Dunn wants to know, have you ever seen a wrestler get beat up by a fan? 
No, but there's some tough fans out there. I, I've seen things get pretty hairy. Ted DiBiase, when he was in uh, Louisiana and I was there with him for five months, some places like LaRanger and Homa to where the door to our locker room opened up and all there was was about five or six feet wide, two single strands of rope that went all the way down to the ring. And that was your barricade. And Ted DiBiase had done some rotten things to Junkyard Dog, who was as over in Louisiana as anybody's ever been over anywhere. I mean, they loved him down there. Ted would go out the door. His music would hit. He would start out the door. You would hear boom, 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 boom. And he'd come flying right back in the door. The fans were kicking his ass as soon as he stuck his head out the door. And we would have to stay until the show was over to make sure Teddy got back from the ring. And brother, there's some tough fans out there, especially when they're sucker punching you in the back of the head. I saw that quite a bit. Um, you know, there's been some occasions where guys would slide in the ring and, and double egg dives, you know, one of the wrestlers and stuff. And you thought, Oh God, you know, this guy <laughs> might've got a handful here, but the thing is they realize pretty quickly that they have really overstepped their boundaries. And it, you could see when it hits them, they start looking around like, Oh, this looks different being in here looking out than on the outside looking in. And they start thinking, and that's where you get control of them and get them out of the ring. But there's been some guys slide in that ring, pretty good, good sized fellas that you wondered, just going to end badly. Got two more, and then we'll wrap things up here today. As a reminder, next week we're doing Starcade 2000, the very last Starcade. You get it early and ad free, of course, at adfreeshows.com, as well as the video of all these shows we're doing. Uh, e Town Vol wants to know do you think Gino Hernandez would have been a potential horseman had he not passed away? From all indicators, absolutely. He had everything, he dressed the part, he could talk handsome guy, good worker. He had no weaknesses except one. And what a shame. One last one. Then we'll, we'll get out of here. JB from SC wants to know what were you thinking? What's going through your mind when RoboCop is coming to the ring to destroy you? I should have stayed in drafting class. <laughs> We've had such fun with this one. I don't know why, but these ask Garns are probably my favorite. I love getting your insight on, on modern WWE and old school wrestling. But when we can sort of bounce all around and, and be all over the place, it's a lot of fun. And we're glad of all the places you could be today. You chose to be with us here, uh, listening to Arn tell stories on hashtag ask Arn anything. If you've got a question and you didn't hear the answer today, just ask it right now on Twitter. It's at the Arn show. We'll be back with this format in two weeks. Next week, we're going to talk about Starcade 2000. Of course, you can get uh, all of these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com. And Arn, I'm I'm excited, man. We're home stretching to Christmas. Uh, it's going to be here before you know it. As we're talking right now, uh, we're like what three days away. So, uh, any big Christmas plans? You guys staying in town? You guys going to be on the road again? What's what's Christmas look like for you? No. In his infinite wisdom, Tony Khan has let all the guys off for Christmas week, which we love him for. I'm just going to hang out here in Charlotte and uh, do what we normally do, you know, watch football, watch college football, and 
have an incredible meal and uh, just enjoy the, the house being decorated, man. It just makes you feel good. It does. And, uh, boys and girls, will you make us feel good when you hit that subscribe button? We appreciate all your support and, uh, the friendship that we've developed here with you, uh, over the course of the year. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and I hope Christmas is the best one yet. And I hope the new year brings uh, a change of circumstance for a lot of us. And 2021 looks a whole lot better than 2020 did until next time. He is at the orange show. I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we hope you have some happy holidays. We'll see you next week with Starcade 2000 right here on Arn. Attention Arn Show fans, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for your exclusive chance to get a sneak peek of our upcoming episodes and some other bonus content you can't find anywhere else. But perhaps best of all, we've even got a lot of giveaways coming your way. It's all available right now for free. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button over at youtube.com forward slash the Arn Show. And be sure to check out the shirts over at orangeshirts.com. There are classic designs along with the inside jokes from the show, plus tons of gimmicks over at boxofgimmicks.com. Like now, we offer kid and youth sizes in both shirts and hoodies. Both you and your kid can match by our representing AA Enforcer. There's lots of different ways to support the show and be a part of the Arn community. So one more time, check it out. Hit the subscribe button and the like button right now over at youtube.com forward slash the orange show and don't forget to check out all the swag over at boxofgimmicks.com and orangeshirts.com and if you're an advertiser who would like to hear Arn anderson brag about your business here on the show it's easy just go to advertisewithconrad.com right now you'll be glad you did john brings his skewed sense of humor jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.